I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, what's up, everybody? It is Sedano, LZ, and Cap. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano and LZ. He's one man doing the job of two men, but he's got it handled. I got a lot of things handled today, all right? Your boy is full of energy. I'm in studio. For those of you who like a visual experience with your radio uh, situation, I'm here. Laura's here. Greg's here. It's great. If I would have known you were going into the studio today. Don't lie to the people. I know. Don't lie to the people. Hold on. Let me finish the sentence, which is, I would have made a conscious effort to have joined you in the studio. That's no guarantee, Clinton Yates. Okay. Okay. Just a conscious effort, that's all. Okay, well, speaking of studio stuff, I, I just want to bring this up quickly, some housekeeping matters here. I thought of this because for two reasons. So I mentioned I'm in studio. Number one, there are two TVs in this studio. Now, as Greg knows, one of the things that I try to do is make sure that we have a sporting event of some kind on the televisions at this point. We are now, I don't know what station is this is. Univision, what, what station is this? It is, um, oh my God, who is this? Estrella TV. Estrella TV. Now, the question is, why were we on this? What channel? What were we LAFC. watching? LAFC. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to figure out. All right, I thought it might have been Olympics. Then I was like, that'd be Univision. Long story short, here's the point. I need Greg to come in here and change these channels. <laughs> and number two, because during the aforementioned move, Scott, where I let the guys pack my stuff and move my stuff, I have lost my work ID. So Greg has to now give me his IDs so that I can go do things like move about the building. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like a reasonable person. I'm basically dependent on Greg this Monday, which is I understand. a lot. I understand. Greg, I, I will you... be in there. I will be in there in the break to do help you thing. out. I'm Don't just worry. letting you know. Estrella Tele is not getting it done for the show. <laughs> what would you like on the TV? Is there something? There's a specific I, I sporting. Do you want Olympics? Maybe there's on? a global situation in which the sports are being played at all sure. hours of the day. The Olympics. You don't, think... don't want to see Chiqui Rivera and Don Cheto. Listen, he's got a tremendous <laughs> hat on, but that's not doing anything for me on a sports talk radio show. There's some, there's on, some bike the racing. There's some bi- bike racing right now in the rain that I'm looking at. I'm so good on that. Yeah. What channel is that That's on? That's on uh, USA, USA, USA uh-huh. Live. Yeah, like we got figure that. figure out where that is. I yeah. got some, uh, what else do we have on Oh, here? not that finding Olympic sports is complicated or anything on television. You sh- it should not be, but guess what? <laughs> we only have like 14 channels. Fun fact. All right, here it is. I finally got it. Okay, I got USA. Oh, ooh, it's the Olympic triathlon. Oh, I'm into this. Okay. I'm totally into this. All right, cool. Cap has ran a triathlon, Clinton. Did you know that? I could have guessed that. Mm-hmm. You could have guessed no, that. No. You can Hold just on. see it. Could have guessed. Just that. seems that kind of guy. Hold on. Yeah. No. 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 Hold on, Clinton. I'm not going to let Greg Bergman misrepresent a triathlon. Okay. Okay. Man, bike, swam, a triathlon. Is that better, sir? No, sir. It's not better. Oh. As a matter of fact, it's still very insulting thus far. <laughs> how about how about completed the world's toughest endurance race, the Ironman World Championship okay, that, in Kona, Hawaii? That I'll give you. Okay. Ironman okay. definitely different. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right, that you know what, Cap. Not gonna lie, you've moved up on my big board. Did, didn't know that. <laughs> Did not know that. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, speaking of moving up on people's big boards, Morales mentioned it in the open, Clinton. Mm-hmm. Over the course of the weekend, we're all on a group chat, and somehow it came to be, and I didn't even realize this, that I was not following Morales 
on Instagram. That was an awkward moment, for sure. It was. It was. So what I decided to do was I decided to go follow him, and then I decided to like about the first 200 pictures that I saw. I, I heard. Have, have you ever seen in your Instagram where all of a sudden you open it up and you see that somebody has liked one of your pictures, and so you go to the, uh, the like section, you know, you click on the heart in the upper right corner, and then you find out, hey, I've got a new follower, and this person has clearly gone through the last 10 or 15 of my Instagram photos Stalker. and liked them, right? Yeah. That's what I did to Morales. I freaking <laughs> went, it got to a point where I was like, okay, you know what? I'm getting carpal tunnel in my right thumb as I'm liking all these pictures. Okay, I'm finally done. But So this was yes. a bit of a bit for you, but for me... Not going to lie, as television's Clinton Yates, this happens like once a month. Like somebody likes 45 pictures in a row after they saw me say something crazy on TV and I have no idea who they are and it messes up my whole notifications thing. Yes, this happens to me with some level of regularity, but it's not typically by people I know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, not your friends or your colleagues. And, and exactly what you just said. <laughs> about screwing up your whole uh, like section. <laughs> yes. That was exactly what my goal was. I'm like, okay, okay. okay. All you're, right, you, you're upset that I'm not following you. Now I'm going to overfollow you hmm. to the point of complete annoyance. So do you think, Clinton, that was because you're a part of the Handsome Man Club? and That's, so it's that's a lot of both. Of, you know, the two things both, dovetail. Yeah. You know, we like to run Thanks, that. Cool. This Thanks. is a large part of my offense here. You know what I'm saying? So we like to mix it up. It's you either know, a Handsome Man Club, Clinton so, Yates. Sometimes it's the Handsome Man Club. TV's Clinton Yates, television's Clinton Yates. Sometimes the Handsome Man delegation and television's Clinton Yates. They they run parallel. You okay. see what I'm saying? It's okay. the run game and the pass game. Oh both yeah, a little of bit of both. What I really so, love yeah. about the way, offense. <laughs> yeah. What I love about the way you call yourself the Handsome Man Club or television's Clinton Yates, it's beyond just the third person because first it puts a description in front of the third person. You know what I mean? <laughs> Televisions, Clinton Yates. Let's first That's of all, so for everybody better. out here listening, this is all a joke. I'm not really like this, okay? This is the, <laughs> these are the dumb things our friends say to me to make fun of me that I bring to the air. Do I know I'm a decent-looking human being? Yes. Is that a part of the reason why I'm on television? I used to say all the time on uh, on Twitter, I'm not on TV because I'm smart. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine by me. But, you know, membership has its privileges, as I mentioned last week. Well, I will say this, Clinton. I did see earlier today around the horn. Yeah. And I did say to myself, you know, yeah, he's kind of right. He's a good-looking guy. He's all right. <laughs> he's not you. bad. You know, I like the soccer jersey that you were wearing. I don't know whose jersey you. it was. This but is a USL jersey, for those who don't know. This is what they did in terms of their United – their campaign is called United Against Racism, and they teamed up with Puma. The shirt was actually designed by a guy named um, – what is his name? Danny Williams, he used to play for the U.S. men's national team, and he has got a streetwear brand. So what you see on the front that says Beautiful Struggles is the name of his streetwear brand. And in order to come together as a league, they worked with you know the um, Black Players Alliance, the BPA, who has worked with a bunch of different you know sort of soccer leagues at this point, and they made a jersey. So they sent me one, and I wore that bad boy. Yeah, nice, nice, Thank very you. nice. And, and, and as a member of somebody who's aspiring to be a member of the Handsome Man Club <laughs> – let me tell you, I was looking at you today on TV, and haircut nice and tight. I don't see any grays popping up in that hairdo of yours. Listen, this genetics, weekend, baby. Listen, this weekend, I went to get a haircut, and I said to my girl, I said, listen, I, color it. Go ahead. Darken it up. All right? I don't want any grays in here. <laughs> I have absolutely no problem whatsoever alerting the world that the reason you will see no gray in this hair, although on Friday you would have seen a lot of gray in this hair, is because I got it completely darkened. I'm talking like jet black, 25-year-old guy 
hairdo. You know right what's now. happening here, right, Greg? He's laying the groundwork for the epic dunk that's going to be whatever I show up to Rams training camp in looking great after he challenged me on Friday to bring my A game as a member of the Handsome Man community. You don't even know what I got in store, Greg. I got a multi outfit setup in which I'm going to retract layers to better things as the show goes on. So get ready. See, I'm actually really excited for this. Now, are you going to go with the tank top? You were talking oh, yeah. about the, the tank, tank top. I mean, I I'll, I'll tell tank you, the tank last... top will be the final reveal. Yeah. Oh, there's it's more. just okay. a question of which tank I've got on for the people. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's now, how see, that works. Are you guys some of those people that you want to go with the, uh, the like the team that you're watching? So is it going to be very Rams related or is that too much to give out? That might be a lot, but i got something in store. Let's okay. just say that. Okay. You know? All right, looking forward to that. Hey, yeah. Wednesday, make sure you're here. Listen, be here every day because coming up in a matter of moments, we're going to play Bash for Cash and we're going to give away money today or at least an opportunity to win money. But on Wednesday afternoon, the entire show here is going to move operations from multiple locations and we're all going to converge on UC Irvine and we're going to do a live broadcast from Rams training camp on Wednesday afternoon. So if you're a Rams fan, NFL training camp opening kind of fan, we will all be there on Wednesday afternoon. We'll be talking to players, coaches, front office officials, and for a good part of the show, we'll be actually sitting there watching training camp or at yeah. least you know these early practices. So. My first remote at ESPN LA. I'm very excited about this. I'm just excited about NFL training camp opening up. I got to tell you guys, it got to the point where last night somehow, I'm not even sure how, maybe an alert popped up on my phone, but I was watching Matthew Stafford's introductory training camp press conference i think on youtube again some alert hit my phone i clicked on it and stafford was having a press conference last night so i know it's okay. still baseball season i know we got a lot of dodger talk today and there's a lot of trade rumors out there and there's a lot of battles going on in the nl west not just on the field but off the field but i'm just excited football seasons here people yeah no it's 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 also the time of hope no, you know, it depends on your team. But, you know, I mean, Rams have had a lot of things happen that I think would make you believe that this team has gotten better, Gregory? Maybe, question mark? Like, there's no reason to believe the Rams have gotten worse, in my opinion, in this offseason at all. No, no, they are going to be much better. I mean, you add a, 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 a true star at your quarterback position, and you still basically have the same offensive line. Yeah. You, stay, you, have, you have Aaron Donald on the defensive end and Jalen Ramsey, so you're covered in two different areas on the field, in the backfield. So, yeah, I mean, they're just going to get better. I mean, it, it sucks to lose Cam Akers, but... Sure, but, you know, that's why I said everything is not all hunky-dory, back, but, you know, like, right, that's a replaceable asset in some levels, you know, in terms of an offense, if... Our friend is an offensive genius. You say that he is. No, but I think that the Rams season this year, you go into this season and you think to yourself, okay, Super Bowl, not out of reach. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not a ridiculous thing to talk about that in July, Scott. I'm, um, I'm a little more cautious when it comes to preseason football predictions and hype. I've gotten myself caught up in these hype machines too many times where literally like training camp is opening and I believe this team or that team is 100% a Super Bowl team. And then before you know it, they're 6-10 and 10, or in this case, this year, they'll add a 17th sure, game. But, but I think what I'm saying here, Cap, my bad, is that like if you are an organization like the Rams that believes you are a winner – like, it's not inappropriate to discuss it in terms of what your goals are. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's not out of control to think about the Rams as a Super Bowl contender at this point. I don't think that that's jinxing yourself. I think you've got enough credit sort of in the bank as a successful team that that should be a step that you can get back to. You know what I'm saying? I totally think that not only should the Rams be thinking Super Bowl, the Rams fans should be thinking Super Bowl. 
a lot of the NFL analysts are thinking the Rams are a legit contender for the Super Bowl. And most people who think that way think that they've gone crazy upgrading at the quarterback position. Yet again, I'm going to temper my excitement until I see Matt Stafford get in on this team, run this offense, and I see what other pieces that they've lost or that they've replaced, how it all winds up coming together because there, there are players that are gone, there are coaches that are gone, there's a new quarterback. I mean, there's just a lot of moving pieces. And on paper, yes, most people believe the Rams are improved and are likely to be a Super Bowl contender. Now, how about this, by the way? Hmm. Last year, Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl At home. in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I was going to say that. Good what if the Rams made it to the Super Bowl in SoFi Stadium the first year of fans in SoFi? How crazy would that be? That'd be crazy because it had never happened before in the NFL. And then if it happens two years in a row with a new football field at the boot, new-ish, you know, that would be wild. It really yeah. would be something. So, so Clinton and Greg and Laura and, and everybody else that's listening, 710 listeners, let me just say this. I think as we get into bash for cash here, we got to start talking about what happened this past weekend with the Dodgers. Because as you guys remember, on Friday, it was panic city. It was meltdown time. I mean, everybody was saying, Kenley's done. We can't trust him. We need to find a new role for him. He needs to sit down. All of that was part of the discussion on Friday. He did get a save over the weekend. The bullpen, minus Kenley, did blow up on Friday night. But in the final analysis, the Dodgers did take two out of three against Colorado. So, Clinton, I'm sure that we're going to get deep into the Dodgers and what happened this past weekend. But I think we got to look ahead, too, because the Padres have already made their first move prior to the trade deadline. And the question is, what are the Dodgers planning on doing? Yeah, no, it's a good question. If you will refer back to the tape... There was no panic from this member of the handsome man community. All I said is, sit him down for a day. He just needs to stop pitching. And he did. And he came back. One zap lead. Got the save. Pretty good situation. So I like the fact that they handled it well. It was panic in the context of, yeah, guys are getting thrown out of games. You're losing games. You shouldn't. But it's a long season. Dog days. You know, we're getting in the clear. Hey, Greg, as an aspiring member of the handsome man club, um, how you feeling on this Monday now? Oh, I don't after belong what took in place. I don't belong. I don't belong in that club at all. That's not a thing for me. But either way, like I, I knew. I we talked about it last week. I knew that Kevin and we said it that Kenley Jansen was going to pitch again. He was going to pitch in another situation that is a save situation. It all comes down to leverage. Is it high leverage? Is it low leverage? Now one nothing is a high. Pretty leverage. high leverage. It is, <laughs> but it's also against the Rockies, so it's a little bit different than yeah. going up against San Francisco or San Diego. I mean, one of the worst teams in all of baseball, and actually, I think they have one of the worst road records in all of baseball trying too. to get worse too that's yeah. how they manage yes. their team yes so yeah by giving away nolan arenado <laughs> exactly. that's a whole nother story though but either way you knew he was going to get in there again it's just about the leverage that he gets in there and also i mean the rest of the bullpen is trash for the most part the guys are just starting to come back so i've there was no panic it was just i don't want to see this dude again in a high leverage situation alarm and panic are not the same thing there was there was cause for alarm without panic in the situation Kevin. correct i thought i thought i detected panic but maybe i Maybe I had alarm you and panic. It. You, you <laughs> yeah. feed off of it. Just you just want that so bad. Oh, you Dodger fans panicking. Me, a San Diego Padre fan. I don't panic around no, here. Definite oh, alarm. No, definite alarm. I mean, you got the, you know, Dave got thrown out of a game. Next game ends. I was happy about ridiculousness. that. Ridiculousness. Yeah, no, I'm saying that's, that's an alarm. You know what I mean? But you don't have to panic just because you press the alarm. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's SLK on 710 ESPN. No Sedano today. It is SLK. Clinton Yates is in for the S and the L for Sedano and LZ. You got this. Yeah, to you, man. I'm just no saying what problem. I'm... All right, listen, let's uh, let's say hello to hello. our caller today. This doing? is Catherine Morrison-Banning. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Hi, I'm great. All right, welcome to the to show. I'm ready to bash for cash. My girl, right on. Well, hey, let me <laughs> just say this. A quick congratulations to David Sampson from Ventura because, Catherine, last Friday he was our contestant. He won $400, and now yeah. just – isn't that cool? Congratulations. That's great. Way to go, David. I'm with you, Dave. And just for being our Bash for Cash contestant today, you've won a virtual meet and greet with Mookie Betts. How do you feel about that? Oh, I love it. I love it. My husband's going to be thrilled. All right. Now, this Mookie Betts meet and greet is courtesy of Body Armor, more than a sports drink. Stock up on Body Armor sports drinks at your local Albertsons. Now, Catherine, here's how this works. You pick an angel player to hit a home run. The Dodgers are off today. And in what inning? If you predict the right player, you'll win $100. If you get the right player and the right inning, you'll win $200. But here's the thing. For everybody else that's listening this afternoon, if Catherine here does not get the right prediction, tomorrow's cash prize goes up to $200 and $400. Catherine, I hear the dog barking in the background. Say, ask the dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. uh, Catherine, give us your prediction. Which angel player will hit a home run tonight and in what inning? Otani in the third. All right. I feel like every single time we've done this, everybody's picked Otani. You know what? That's a smart pick. By the way, make sure you listen tomorrow at 4.15 p.m. when we have another Bash for Cash contestant. Special thanks to Owning, bringing safety and simplicity to refinancing your home. Visit owning.com for more info today. You can win money. Money. I like the way Chris says that. Hey, good (laughs) luck. Good luck to Catherine. Hey, by the way, as we uh, get started here on a Monday afternoon on 710 ESPN on the SLK, Clinton, uh, Greg, Laura, did anybody celebrate over the weekend? Because wasn't yesterday National Tequila Day? Saturday. Yeah, Saturday was. I did not, unfortunately, get to celebrate. I told you guys in the thread that I would, but something happened. You lied? Well, I didn't lie. (laughs) I said I was going to try. As Kaplan has pointed out, I will give it my best effort. What happened was... I ended up going, see, and this is this is sort of an aside here, but like here's this is a very, very Los Angeles thing, which is the we cannot seat you until all parties are present. <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like, okay, if it's a jumping joint and things are moving and you're turning over tables, this, that, and a third, I can live with that. If there's nobody there mm. and you got a bunch of olds that are sitting on their butts mm. and you're not even playing music. <laughs> You're telling me that I can't sit with my homie while we wait for a third because of protocol? And I mean protocol is in COVID protocol. I mean it's in restaurant protocol. Mm. You know, and I was like, okay, never mind. That's where the tequila was gonna happen. We ended up going to the crab joint next door where they only had beer. So that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why there was no tequila on no celebration, Scott. Yeah. Laura, I think I screwed up. I thought National Tequila Day was yesterday, not Saturday. 
So what I did was, since I wasn't clear on it, I just celebrated on both Saturday and Sunday. Oh. That's what I did. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I took a shot. I actually opened the bottle you guys gave me for my birthday. Thank you. It's really good. Nice. Right on. Um, so I took a shot of that, and I was like, ooh, here's National Tequila Day, right? Um, and then yesterday, I just happened to be, you know, kind of wandering around while I had to go to my other job, and I found this really cool place in Venice, and oh, I ended really? up- yeah, you're in my hood. Okay, I, I, I was gonna text I didn't you. Call yeah, you? Yeah. No, I was. <sighs> I I actually texted Amanda, and then she was like, "Oh, I'm not around." And I was like, "Okay," but then I was like, "Oh, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of late. I'm not gonna." Yeah, fair know. enough. Yeah, yeah. Handsome so anyways, man community. I was busy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he probably would have been like, "You are not." Craig's like, damn it! Why does he keep doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I did slap my hand because that was very funny. You did. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, I did take a shot. I didn't pay for it, which is always better. But yeah, yeah was good. exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. I did yesterday. I did exactly as I. I told you I would. Don Julio Reposado on the rocks, a little sipper. I watched the Olympics. I was watching uh, women's gymnastics. And um, I don't know about the rest of you guys. I know we'll talk about this a little bit later on. But anytime I go by a television, I got to say, I, I don't know what what sport's going to be on. I don't know what channel I'm going to catch it on because there's a million different channels that have the Olympics. But for some reason, anytime I turn on the TV, I'm like, I want to know what's going on in the Olympics. And whether it was road cycling <laughs> or soccer yeah. or softball or basketball or three-on-three basketball. I didn't know that was an Olympic sport. I'm watching it. Yeah. I'm watching. I'm not going to take this time to bash another network because I just don't have time to do that. But, like, I've gone to almost a full crapshoot level of watching where it's, like, between – okay, so between the actual times that things air, between East Coast tape delays and West Coast TV feeds, bruh, no idea when anything is coming on. I watched the opening ceremonies happen basically twice on Twitter, and then they finally aired in Los Angeles. And I was like, oh, I know everything that's happened because everybody I know has talked about this from when it happened live or when it happened back on the East Coast. So what I do, Cap, is I just sort of roll the dice. I say, oh, let me just turn it on because it's not like what they say is going to be airing is ever airing anyway. So, you know, it's just kind of a open – the what is it? Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, Forrest Gump. It's that kind of situation with the uh, Olympics package. It's so funny you say that because I've given up on anything being live. I have no interest on whether it's live or not live. Right now, I'm watching the women's Olympic distance triathlon. It's sunny skies uh, after all the rain in Tokyo, and I have no idea if what I'm watching is live or if it's over three days ago. And it doesn't even really matter. I just have it on. I just feel like, you know what? Yeah. It's the Olympics. I should have it on. Can you help me out here? Like, I watch zero Olympics, and I'm not going to lie to you. I watch, I'm not going to watch it in any sense whatsoever. But tell me why I should watch this. What is it? Should I be, like, so proud me, of my let me, country? Let me, let me, let me like, break what is that, what let me, is, am I let doing me, here? Let me break that down for you. So the, the deal you. with the Olympics is this, is that most of the athletes you're seeing have been working most of their lives to do and compete in something that they'll get to do once. And so, like, that's what the draw of the personal story is. You work your whole life for an event that you have one shot at. Most people, like, so when you watch these team sports, you see guys like, I don't know, Carmelo Anthony, for example, who's been to the Olympics three times playing basketball. These power lifters, these judo guys, these people doing all sorts of bizarre sports that we never watch at all any time, they're not getting a lot of chances. So you tie yourself, I think of the um, the Tunisian swimmer, for example. You tie yourself to the personal stories, and then you say, okay, that was cool to watch that guy or that woman or whomever win, you know, because you were never going to see that person again, likely, especially not if they're not in America. Or, or and just by the way, to, to, to jump on top of that here, Greg, to answer your question, why, 
Or maybe it's because a Simone Biles becomes an Olympic star, and now there's so much expectation on her, and I'm watching her balance beam routine, and, and she had a brilliant routine until the dismount. By the way, this is gymnastics terminology here right now. And, and on her dismount, she almost fell. And so here you expected her to be perfect, and she wasn't. So I'm with Clinton. There's a lot of athletes out there that put in their time, their effort, their heart, their soul, and I just want to give them their due. And, and by the way, I don't have any personal connections or ties. I just, I just turn it on to watch. Yeah, you're, you guys are all welcome to do that. I think that's great, and I love that they're, you know, they're working towards something, and it's a big accomplishment to win something in the Olympics. But I don't know. I guess it's just not for me. It's not it's just, for you. Yeah, I, I get I, the that. personal stories. Like I, I, I've never been a personal story. You're guy. a cold-hearted dude. I, I am a cold-hearted. I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. But, <laughs> I mean, like, you don't watch Olympic great. skateboarding now. You're no, not into the skateboarding. No, 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 no it doesn't it. matter the sport. The sport doesn't matter. I'm not going to watch. I don't even watch Olympic I basketball. I will say to. I'm glad you brought that up, though, Greg, because to that point. I have zero connectivity to like the jingoism of oh the Americans should win the basketball tournament. I don't care if they win or lose. You know what I mean? Like if some other nation, any other nation is playing entertaining basketball and beating other teams, that's fine by me. I'm not one of these people walking around like, oh, it's all good that the other countries have good teams until we lose. I don't care. The greater basketball universe is ameliorated by everybody getting better at the FIBA level. To be quite frank, I like the FIBA style of play almost a little bit more than I like the NBA style. It's a little better. bit more physical. You know what I'm saying? And Allow more. You, you, it allows more. And I think that the offensive, uh, what's it called? The offensive putback rule is something that the NBA could look at. You know what I mean? I'm not offended by hitting the ball in the cylinder after the shot goes up. There's a lot of rule changes that are different in FIBA that make the game a little bit more enjoyable and even things out a little bit between teams that have a bunch of stars versus teams that are really trying to grind to play basketballs i I had no idea seriously i'm not joking i had no idea that three-on-three basketball was an olympic event now by the way maybe it's it's, new okay it is so it's for the first time i had no idea and i wondered to myself okay who are the men and women that are like listen i really want to go to the olympics three-on-three basketball that's the because i'm a basketball player that's the way to go and I mean, I really don't have the answer. I'm, I'm literally watching this going, oh, my goodness, they're playing half-court three-on-three basketball. I had no idea this was in the Olympics. So, see, Greg, for me, I find all these sports to be interesting, whether it, and I'm not joking, skateboarding. I'm watching skateboarding the other day. I'm like, every guy falls off his skateboard as he goes down this rail. Nobody wears a helmet. And, like, the Jewish mother in me comes out, and I'm like, you got to wear a helmet. I mean, safety first, darling. And uh, people are falling all over the place. They're breaking wrists and arms. I mean, I just, I'm fascinated by all the different sports that are in the Olympics, particularly those that I never, ever see. So, so did I'm you in. watch, did you watch the X Games when that was going on or when it is going on? Because it's basically, it's close to the same thing that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Did you watch yeah. that? Were you yeah. into it? Was it something you were constantly yeah. watching? Okay. Uh, yeah. If you so like I'll, that, I'll, yeah. then you should, then you, then understanding and enjoying. Yeah, it works. I didn't watch the X Games either because I thought, like, I don't, yeah, that's not my, that's not for me. You it's know, not football, basketball, or baseball, it's not for you, huh? As television that's Clinton Yates, true. I've covered two X Games. Wow. <laughs> television Clinton Yates has done that, but not the Dang, Handsome Man right. Club Clinton No, Yates. well, you know, once again. I mean, again, they interconnect <laughs> so they're, the woven pieces of this. I get it. I do indeed. Hey, listen, when we, uh, Minneapolis, great town. Let, anyway, let us do this. Let's come back. We'll play a game of overrated, underrated, and then we'll get into the Dodgers situation. And I say situation, look, they won two out of three over the weekend, okay? Jansen comes in, gets a save, so everybody can calm down on that. But here's really the next big part of the story. If the Padres are already making moves, what are the Dodgers planning on doing? 
because you got to figure that at the trade deadline, there's some move or moves that will be made. And by the way, I wonder if those moves will be made just to keep a player away from one or the other. Like maybe the Padres go get Scherzer just to make sure that the Dodgers don't or vice versa. We'll get into that coming up. Overrated, underrated is next. This is SLK on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thank you very much, Chris. All right, it's birthday time, and we're going to start with you, Clinton. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to let you know, I did choose names that I thought Clint, uh, that I thought Cap would know. Oh, Thank so you. This is moving Thank away you. from my wheelhouse. Probably, pro- <laughs> <Very well. laughs> Probably away from your wheelhouse more towards Cap's. Okay. But we'll start with you anyway. Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. or Mick Jagger? Uh, I mean, I don't. Sandra Bullock is correctly rated in my household as having been on my wall in middle school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> wow. So yeah, the net. You kidding me? The net was great. Getting it done. Speed. Decent movie. Great character. Um, Mick Jagger. You know, another guy who is in the pantheon of sort of white rock bands that frankly took a lot of music from black soul folks and made it popular and made it accessible to a lot of more people. Like, I like Mick Jagger, but I like Sandra Bullock better. Well, for me, this is just a matter of head-to-head competition here. I like Sandra Bullock just fine. But the thing that makes Mick Jagger to me in this equation underrated in head-to-head competition is longevity. I mean, I, I cannot believe... The last time I saw the Rolling Stones was a few years ago. And Mick Jagger at that time was like in his mid-70s, as I recall. Yeah. And the way he still rocks the stage is incredible to me. Now, my father's in his early 70s. And you know what, Clinton? I played pickleball with him while he was out here visiting last week. He's still got some pretty good moves, good lateral movement. He's a nice pickleball player. But if I asked him to go play two and a half, three hours of songs up on stage, I don't know if he got that kind of stamina. Yeah. Maybe now, after I hear a you. testosterone shot. Jagger is a wellness icon, that's for sure. But I'm tuning into the work of Sandra Bullock more at this point in my life. Yep. She I'm just going well longevity. Underrated. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. All right, so I've got, uh, I've got Mick Jagger is underrated Perfect. in this equation. All right, Cap. Aaron Rodgers apparently is telling teammates and confidants that he will suit up for the Packers this coming season, and that's probably getting pretty close. This is not shocking in the slightest. But is the drama that lasted all offseason, a la Brett Favre back in the day, overrated or underrated? I'm going to say it's underrated, and I'm going to say it for this reason. Um, I rarely am right. I mean, it's, it's pretty rare for me to be right about stuff. So when I'm right about things, I really like to beat my chest and show off a little bit. I've been saying this whole offseason. He will come back and play. He will play for the Packers. And the reason is because he is a football player and a teammate, but he's a pain in the ass, okay? And, and he hates that front office. And the fact that of the matter is, and this is why I say it's underrated, is because there is an underlying story. It's, this isn't new. This isn't just because of who they drafted a year ago and not talking to him about it. It's about the Packer organization, regardless who the coach is. No matter what it is, it's the front office. It's the way they run things there. And honestly, 
I find it to be very interesting. And, and I think there's even a bigger story here if we were to really get into the details. But I'm going to go underrated. The reason why this story is overrated is because you said, A, you're going to beat your chest when he comes back to the Packers. Have you seen him at the Packer facility, Scott? Not quite yet. Not yet. Uh, B, you're going to beat your chest when he plays football. Have you seen him playing football yet? Not quite yet. No. Uh, number three, about the organization, who is probably a big story. Headline from today, Green Bay Packers craft list of concessions to entice Aaron Rodgers to return at least one more season. I'm sorry. I'm over this. All right, I told you guys about my oxygen list last week, which is I don't even talk about dudes because I don't want to give them the oxygen. Aaron Rodgers is this close to the oxygen list because, like, look, you're either playing football or you're not. And I don't have a problem with guys that are trying to flex who they are because they think it earns them either A, more money or more respect. Trust me, my track record on this is long. I'm typically with players. But I just don't think that Aaron Rodgers is doing this in a way that is admirable. Like, it doesn't need to be admirable, but I, it just feels like he's sort of trolling for trolling's sake on some level, the meme posting, etc. And it's just kind of like, all right, man, what do you really actually want? You've been to three conference title games in the past, what, five years? You know what I'm saying? You've already got a ring. Last time I checked, the front office wasn't the ones making decisions not to run into the end zone when you had a clear path and could potentially have gotten there to win a daggone game against Tom Brady. You know, they have had their chances. This is not Matthew Stafford in Detroit. The Packers have been a good team consistently over the past decade because of a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So the beef is a little different for me, Greg, than it is for some other guy who's been, you know, it's not Dame Lillard. This is not that situation at all. Yeah, Very overrated listen, story. I, I, I like where you're coming from on this, and I, I had a feeling we'd be on opposite sides of this one. But you know where this really all started, though, Clinton? Yeah. It goes back to when Green Bay was playing Seattle in the NFC Championship game in Seattle, and they settled for two 20-yard field goals. That's you're true. on the road in an NFC title game against that. the Seattle Seahawks, and you're going to kick chip-shot field goals when you've got Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. It started there with Mike McCarthy. The following year, and I have some some insight into this one because my college roommate was the quarterback's coach of the Packers. His name's Alex Van Pelt. He's now the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns. He got fired in the offseason, and no one so much as even called Rodgers and said, hey, we're going to make a change. And the only reason they made the change is because Van Pelt was too close to Rodgers, and Rodgers didn't want to work with McCarthy. I mean, I'm just telling you, no, there's so many layers to his displeasure. That's with real the reporting, Kaplan. Yeah. My goodness, why did you tell me that earlier? That <laughs> makes all the. I mean, that that that's exactly what I'm talking about as to why this story. I don't want to say it's overrated, but like. It's a real story as to what happened and nobody's changed anything. They've just been publicly arguing in a way that is like, you know when you have a friend who's got a partner and that partner is kind of cool, but if every time you see them they're arguing, you're like, I'm not inviting you out anymore. What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Either break up or get it together and then you can come join us. It's one of those deals. I see. I would have I would have taken it out of the game if I would have known that was going to be real reporting done. With all this. Real reporting <laughs> yeah. is what that is. That yeah. is real it, reporting it was, it was. from, from an aspiring, that was an aspiring <laughs> member of the Handsome Man Club. It's the That's Handsome right. Man community. Let's get the nomenclature yeah. right, first right. of all. It's not a right. club. There's not it's, membership. Oh. It's just something you're born <laughs> right. into. That's how it works. All right, let's go to the next one and we'll go with Clinton. You get to do this one. <laughs> Chucky is back. The creepy doll that comes to life is getting his own horror show on USA and sci-fi networks. It's about a high school kid that finds a doll at a yard sale, and Chucky starts picking off kids at the school and others one by one. Picking off kids. Yeah, picking yeah. off. He's, he picks them off. I, mean, there. I you thought like you were going to tell us that the Raiders had re-signed what's his name <laughs> some more money. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't need to talk about the Raiders. Uh, it's a Chucky TV show 
Overrated or underrated? I think this is underrated because the what do they call Child's Play? The movies? Child's I mean, play. Child's Play are OG scary things for me as a kid. Like we Freaky. passed, I passed one of those old like memorabilia stores on Hollywood and Vine in that area like a couple weeks ago, and there was an OG Chucky doll in the window, and I was terrified. Like it looks scary, you know what I'm saying? And so like I don't necessarily remember much about the storyline of how Chucky fit managed to pick off so many people in his career, but like that would actually make sense. And if we were, if I was into horror, I would probably watch this. I'm not really that into horror. Nor am I, and this is why it's going overrated for me, because what you just said, I don't even remember the storyline of the Chucky movies, and to me, the Chucky character was simply perpetuated because John Gruden was known as Chucky. Um, and, and I'm really not even scared of Chucky anymore. As a matter of fact, Clinton, I think I could kick Chucky's ass at this stage oh, of the yeah? game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You want to say that's a Gruden's face? He's a big dude. <laughs> I was talking about the doll. I know. That. No, the, no, the doll is going to take you out. I mean, he's, he's proven it over and over and over again that he doesn't lose doll, very easy. Doll, doll knows how to get it done in who, high leverage who, situations. Who, who do you got a better chance against, the doll or Gruden? Yeah, Gruden. Dude, so I Gruden. met Gruden at – I was at the Senior Bowl – Three years ago, Gruden low key jacked, jacked. Like, I had no idea he was that big of a human, even if he's not necessarily that tall. That dude can put some people down, trust me. He got a son named Deuce. I know people come up with strange names for their kids, but his son's name is Deuce. I was up at a Raider game. This is a couple of years ago. I find the kid. I go, hey, man. Hey, how you doing, man? Are you Deuce? You Deuce Gruden? Hey, man, how you doing? And like, I'm trying to do a, a Gruden impression, but it's like not really good. It's like a Frank Caliendo third generation impression. <laughs> I love that. That yeah, he is kind of jacked. I mean, he's I'm sure always he kinda, appreciated that very much kinda, too. Kind of packed it in a little bit though. He's he's getting beefy, my man Gruden. All right, uh, Greg, we got one more. No, no, no. Let's go to break. All right, let's do it. Okay, coming up, um, we have not gotten to the Dodgers. We will. We have not yet gotten to the Lakers and all the trade rumors or acquisition acquisition rumors. We'll get there for both the Lakers and the Dodgers. Everybody, stick around. This is SLK on seven ten ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mm. Nice. Sing it. Sing it, Cap. We're coming up on it. <laughs> we're coming up on it. Clear the pipes. You better, do. Clear the pipes. You better. That's the only reason we're doing this bit. Do not let us down. Ahem. Here we go. Ahem. All right, y'all. Turn it up, Los Angeles. We got a little bit more to go here. Yeah, I'm almost there. Man, my dad used to have this CD in his car. Your dad? Yeah, he loved it. He loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he had a CD in the mid-90s. In 1994, Boys oh, to Men, I'll Make Love to You came out. This is out. so great. I'm glad. Here we go. Turn it up, Los Angeles. I'll make love to you <laughs> like you want me to. And I'll hold you tight. Baby, all through the night, I'll make love to you. you. Yeah. The duet album is coming out soon, Greg. Dude, we're good. We are good. That was awful, but we'll do it. Them boys go. got talent is what they got. So this song came out. I need all three of you guys oh my to God, hit this. this Ready? Bad. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Hold me too. 
And I hold you tight, baby, all through the night. I'll make love to you. I was trying to harmonize there, and I can't harmonize. I just went. You gotta, low just gotta do your own for thing for no reason. Yeah, yeah, just do your own thing. That was terrible. I, you tried to go that low. That was so bad. That was so weird. <laughs> but I tried I to go it. low, and I was like, wait a second. I don't actually know how to harmonize. So what am I even doing? Um, so that song came out. Group. That song came out on this day in the nine four. Yeah, 1994, right. So that means that this song was a definite part of a like summer birthday party slow jam session when your boy was in middle school. That's a lock. So I was not riding around with the CD, but I yeah. definitely, definitely was trying to hold hands and make out to this song for sure. I remember my father, don't ask me why, he, he, he loves R&B and soul, and, and he had this CD in his car, and every time I got into my dad's car... <laughs> It was it was this song or this CD. I'm trying to remember what else. Does anybody do we have the out like what else? What are, were the other huge hits so, from Boys okay, to Men? Okay, so that was their. That, I want to say that was their second album mm-hmm. because their first album had such tracks as Motown Philly, obvious Motown banger. Philly back but their again. first one also had the. Oh wait, is this song in the second one? Uh, ah, which was a rather nasty song. But a very good one. On Bended Knee, I think, is in this album as well. We can, we can give you all Let's this. Let's see the Thank track you. listing. Thank, Thank you. Don't remember that song. All Around the World. Don't remember that either. You Know. You Know I Remember. Vibin'. Vibin'. <laughs> I don't remember that. I Sit Away. Scott, anything here? No. So, I mean, listen, it's one Jezebel? of those things where I'm hoping that if you played them, I would know them. But yeah, by but, name, I don't know. And a lot of Boyz II Men songs sound the same, except for the big ones. And also, you know what I just realized? Boys to Men also had a soundtrack run where, like, a couple of, like, I think End of the Road was on the Boomerang soundtrack, and, like, a couple of their songs are not actually on their albums, or at least they were not released on their albums primarily, so people forget, like, what they were a part of. All I know is Motown Philly was one of those songs that you didn't have to be from Philly, but you loved that song no matter what. Oh, Everybody yeah. knew Philly was that a hit. song. That was a yeah. hit and a half, for sure. No doubt. For sure. Um, All right, well, that was 1994 is is, uh, when Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You came out. And you never have to really try and, like, drag Bergman into a song. If you say, let's sing, Greg, you're into singing on the radio, and I like it. I mean, why not? It's, you know, it doesn't doesn't sound good. Yeah, but, you know, (laughs) I'm happy to do it. Yeah. I'll go do some karaoke. I'm I'm all about it. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Karaoke song is... We've done this before. I don't remember yours. But mine was Bohemian Rhapsody, and none of you we believed me. No. Yeah, we have done no, this. No, and no, none of you believed me. It. Too much right. for a Monday. This is a Friday conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is we a Friday did. conversation. I think we did it on Friday, right. too. No, we, we did. Was. I do remember us having this conversation at one time, yeah. I like so to get Clint, people involved. Yeah. I know you do. Clinton, let me uh, let me get your opinions about something here related to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And, and Bergman, I know you're the most passionate Dodger fan there is, so jump in here as well. And Laura, you know that you always think I'm Debbie Downer when I talk about your Dodgers. So, But here it goes. So the Dodgers take two out of three this past weekend from Colorado. They'll be off tonight, and then they start three against San Francisco. Huge, obviously huge series because they had just lost three out of four to San Francisco at home. Do you think the Dodgers, though, are going to go out and make a move not just to try and get better and get back to winning a World Series, although that would be priority number one, but to possibly keep either San Francisco or San Diego from trying to make the exact same move. An example would be Max Scherzer. I mean, if you're looking for a frontline pitcher to replace a guy who you'll no longer give oxygen to, I'll still talk about him, Trevor Bauer. Um, If you're going to go out and try and get a frontline starter, 
so might the Padres be trying to do the exact same thing. Are you in on this because it improves your team? Are you in on this because it does both? Improves and keeps them from somebody else. So this is this is Greg's theory that everybody hates the Dodgers so much they try to block them. But I think that – I mean, it's, it's a reasonable theory because it does happen, but I think that if you're the Dodgers, the reason I'm bringing that up is because you have to ignore that. I think this team is too good and – look – Trade deadline roster changes in baseball are very rarely the thing that puts your team over the hump. It might be something that slides you through in terms of like what you think you're capable of between the deadline and say the playoffs. But like, I mean, I can't think of the last time that somebody, well, I mean, that's not true, but like, I don't think the Dodgers are the kind of team that needs to worry about what like the Padres and Giants are doing. They need to worry about getting their team better. So to that point, Max Scherzer fits both of those bills in my personal opinion. But he's also a free agent coming up. And do you want to deal with that from, you know, just sort of a, like a you know a roster decision standpoint? But, you know, there's some other guys that are out there. I think about just the Nationals alone. Josh Harrison is a guy that could probably use as a utility outfielder on some level in terms of their depth. Trey Turner is another guy that could be available from that team alone. And so, like, I do believe that teams are going to be worried about blocking other teams, but I don't think that the Dodgers specifically are a team that should be worried about that, Greg. No, I don't. I think that's not how Andrew Friedman works, to be honest. I think he's a guy that will go out and get somebody if he really feels like he needs it and he can get him at a good price right. and somebody that can maybe he can stick around for a little while. Like he, when they got Manny Machado, he gave up like nothing. They gave they gave up a th- a cut three or four prospects, but they were all lower level prospects. Yeah. And they didn't really do much. That was that they didn't never- really end well either. He was a little too big of a star who didn't really. Yeah, well, that wasn't a, you know yeah. San Diego loves him, but that's no that's right. a whole other story. Well, that's but that's typical of any team. Just by the way, you hate a guy when he's not on your team, and you love that guy when he does come to your team. Like many Laker fans used to feel about LeBron. Am well, I wrong? Uh, well, sure. Eh. I, when Manny Machado was here, you loved him when he first got here. But as he kept going, you were like, I hate this dude. He's just <laughs> yeah. causing problems left and right. And when he went to San Diego, it was like, good, you take him. We don't even want him here. Johnny, I'm not Johnny Hustle or whatever he said. Yeah, he was. that was a weird quote. That didn't really go over well. But he was I, blowing I just, a bubble as you go going to first base. I, like, there's a lot <laughs> okay, going on there. All right. I just think that the Dodgers, like, they're not a player away. They are their players on the roster improving away. Right. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you talk about the Kel- the Kenley Jansen situation we discussed last week, um, Scott. I, I don't. I mean, sure, you always want to bolster arms if possible, and maybe get an extra bat, left-handed bat, just for the playoffs or whatever. But like, I'm not looking at this Dodgers roster thinking, oh man, they really need to make a pickup and get rid of some of the farm guys because otherwise they can't contend. That's not who this team is. See, on the other hand, if I were San Diego. I'd be going after a guy like Max Scherzer, and I'll tell you what else I'd do. I'd be going after a guy like Craig Kimbrell. I'd go after both of those guys to try and load up to make a run because this is rarefied air for the San Diego Padre organization, and not only could I get myself better with a starting pitcher and better with, with the premier closer, but I'd also try and keep both of those guys away from the Dodgers. Max is a no-questions-asked situation. He started the All-Star game. So, like, yeah, if you can get him, you get him, but... Other than that, and I also think that you're looking at a guy who's got recent playoff medal. Dodgers fans know that very well. And Max, Max to me, is a great pickup for anybody, but he's also got, like, that partial stay on his trade clause so, like, he can kind of pick where he wants to go. You know what I mean? So, like... The Mets are in contention. If he goes to the Mets, that'll be just really awkward for baseball to go to an in-division rival, even if they're not going to face off in the playoffs. That just would be weird. But I think the Dodgers could be in play. 
You know what I mean? I, I don't see the Dodgers being any more off the list than any other team that Max would want to go to. They're a good squad with good leadership, and they have a veteran staff, you know what I mean, which guys that have been around, you know, and maybe not veteran, but like they have an experienced staff is probably a better way to say that. And I think that's something that you actually want Max to join in terms of a teaching standpoint as well. I would say that you, you hit a great line earlier, which is the Dodgers aren't a player away. The Dodgers are their players away. Yep. You know, it's getting Mookie Betts back on the field. It's getting Seager back on the field. It's getting Jansen, you know, to where he's the way he was in the first half of the season. I actually agree with that. I, I will buy that. But if I'm the Padres in particular, I'll make those moves because I've never really been in this position. I think I got to load up and try now to win it all. And I would love to keep those guys away from the Dodgers. We'll get deeper into this as the afternoon goes on. But coming up next what you need to know, and one of the things you need to know is we'll be at Rams training camp this Wednesday. Let's start taking a look at the headlines surrounding the Rams as they open training camp. It's SLK on 710 ESPN.